Welcome, I'm Luca Reedy, the host of the Feeling Alive podcast. Thank you for being here. Look, I'm going to be straight up honest here. Right now, we are a race desperately seeking fulfillment and truth in our life. And I, for one, have been in the depths of emptiness myself. And let me tell you this, it can get dark down there, but you can get out of it. So I've made it my mission to bring you guests that are inspiring, thought-provoking, and even radical in their belief systems, which are going to leave you feeling empowered, fulfilled, and ready to leap into your true self. It's time to awaken to a new way of being. Your true potential exists right now. You only need to go and find it. And before we get stuck into this next episode, I wanted to just take a short bit of your time and let you know what I've got offered for people listening to this now. So I'm very passionate about healing the emotions, very passionate about giving you a platform to start seeing your truth. And so what I have decided to do is get some more information out there that will be able to help you on that journey, that self-discovery journey. So I've got a free five-day course with an ebook called Changing Your Reality, which is talking about the mechanisms that are in your environment and within you that are holding you back or stopping you from getting to your destination, to your dream goal, to your ideal future, your ideal reality. And the ebook goes into the depths of it. There's also a fielding meditation. And this is created based on my own experience of looking at my own energy and doing the healing of my past, which was creating a conditioned program that could only limit me a specific environment or a specific manifestation of a reality based on all the shit that I've carried on my past. And when I realized that I could disconnect and I I started to learn about the mechanisms that was making that happen, I started shaking that shit because that's not how I want to live when I bring my kids into this world or how I want to be interacting with my family and friends in the future. And on that note, I've also decided to open up to some limited spaces for mentoring. So one-on-one mentoring where we go on this energetic guidance over eight weeks and we do use the quantum world and we we heal the past and we heal the story that's been holding us back and make sense of us to give us meaning and not only that we i give you accountability coaching to help you work towards your goals and what action you need to take in the right direction and not any old action that's the right action in the right direction so finding your alignment and then also using my spirituality and my understanding of consciousness and the universe and interjecting that into your life so you can start seeing more meaning on a daily basis. And so I've got a limited amount of spots and this is gonna be for an eight week course, eight week program with weekly Zoom calls. Um, I'm in Bali so it has to be Zoom, but if you are in Bali or you're in Bali during that eight week period, more than welcome to do them in person. They're just as effective and I can help you break down the barriers, break down the limiting beliefs, break down the conditioned program and help you find more meaning on the way to your goals and dreams. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce this next episode very shortly, which is powerful. And if you resonate with that, then you can see, you can take the next action and see down in the show notes for uh, more information. So thank you very much and enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode of Feeling Alive with Luca Reedy. I'm here with my brother, Timmy Morrison, who has... uh, guided me down one hell of a path last week i'm on the other side having survived that and uh, while he's here in the wood we thought it was the perfect time to catch up and get his wisdom on this podcast i've had the pleasure of first meeting this man last week and diving deep into my shadow into my the hidden parts of me that were defining me in a way that i wasn't really wanting them to be um and to be guided by this man and to witness him in his power and his strength, only seeing him on social media before that and hearing of him through friends of friends, it's an absolute honor to be actually sitting here with him now and sharing what he has to say, his knowledge, his wisdom with those listening. So this is going to be one hell of an episode. This man is what I call now a penetrator, <laughs> not a generator for those human design fans. And I think he prefers to be known as the penetrator. <laughs> Um, get out out some context yeah (laughs) we'll just get we'll get a little bit more on that um because he gets into the depths he penetrates the depths of your shadow depths of your darkness depths of who you truly are and brings them to the light that's how i would best explain and that's first hand witness right now he he will help 
he helps men really like transform and find their inner power and creating a new man I would like to say um, really helping and Timmy will talk about what he actually does in his own um, form of that but I feel like he is out there helping create a new a new man and he is from Perth so those listening from Perth have probably already experienced him if not go out there and go and get that uh, medicine from Timmy he's holding another retreat this week the brave he's been on a very big journey himself also being a ex-national kickbox uh, Muay Thai fighter and so we've learnt some wrestling techniques with him last week so I'm pretty well equipped now to just go out there and take on anyone (laughs) (laughs) Um, but without further ado I want to welcome Timmy and welcome this beautiful man onto the podcast brother man Man, thank you thank you brother for having me on no worries we caught you in the last glimpse of the the darkest hour or the brightest hour before you leave a good Uh, yeah yeah about to head back home about to head back to Perth and and catch that next flight out, man. So it's been absolutely amazing being here in Bali, mm. been in Nambud and up in North Bali where we held the Brave and um, yeah, it's just amazing, man. Amazing mm. land, amazing culture, amazing just to be able to do this work out here mm. um, and be fully embraced and fully supported through the process by the spirits of the land, the ancestors and just the energy that gets brought into that container. Mm. Man, it was it was powerful. So that was your second retreat, the Brave. Yeah. Just talk a little because we're on the topic. We'll talk a little <laughs> bit about what it is. The um, how did you come across the Brave? How did you create it? Why did you call it the Brave? What's it all about? So the Brave, I called it the Brave purely because that's what it takes to dive into the depth of your own darkness and mm-hmm. to dive into the depth of your shadows and to bring to light all that we've suppressed, that we've neglected, we've disowned, we've rejected, we've denied about ourselves. It takes courage, it takes strength, and it takes those that are truly brave to to go there. And it's not a path that's chosen by many, but those that do choose to walk it uh, are filled with a fruitful, magical, abundant life from from doing so. Mm. Um, the, the way the brave was, was formulated, I was running like eight week courses and, and smaller workshops for men back in Perth. And um, I've noticed like a big part of, for men is is the, the de- denying of the primal self and the, the warrior energy. And it's either falls out into the shadow and that's like coming out sideways through really, you know, unhealthy patterns and behaviors. Mm. And so the power that is is tapped into men that, you know, can tap into their primal energy and know how to breathe and connect to the balls in their cock and know how to breathe deep into their belly and create that deep sense of presence Mm. um creates a a safer deeper more amazing yeah Yeah. world and so that's where it kind of came through and just knowing the depth and the transformation that can be held within um, one week where you know you cut off from society you cut off from family from friends from um, partners and you just in that there's no escaping there's nowhere to hide there's nowhere to um, there's nothing there that you can numb yourself out with you know so mm. um, when you're there you're you're in it mm. like all in oh, and there's way. you have no choice in the space that's created you have no choice but to go all in yeah. and then when you have like you know a room full of men that are going all in the depth and the work that gets created from that space is is phenomenal mm. it's um absolutely incredible and it's, it's an, an honor to do that and um yeah the the the, the brave came through a vision um through like medicine work through my own kind of shamanic journey yeah just knowing that this is what men are needing right now and that um that initiation or that initiatory process to really break through from any kind of boy mentality or, or boyhood tendencies to really help shift um the body the mind the spirit um into a more mature sense of being a more of a i guess uh good man mentality 
where they're like, you know, letting go of all that boyhood stuff of like projecting of um, still attached to their mother's tip and to um, learn how to cut those cords so they can, you know, grow and evolve and um, take full responsibility and mm. ownership for who they are, their life, their relationships, everything in their life. And a lot gets covered in this week, like you've experienced and, um, and the processes that are born and created in that space are, are there to rip back any mask to allow the body to be raw and bare and open in that vulnerability and to find trust and safety in that and for men to find safety within the masculine in men and there's a, a deeply ingrained belief that you know other men are the enemy and that we must always um, you know size each other up or that we must be cautious or that we can't fully trust another man and so we're creating these these processes that whatever that fear is there is going to be brought into that space that you have to face that mm-hmm. and the big challenge for men stepping into this space is meeting challenges finding the edges and this is where the tree growth comes and we can conceptually understand something um, and we might like you know let go of it through our mind but like yeah I've, I've found forgiveness but our body remembers and if we haven't let it go through somatic releasing or our nervous system hasn't unwound and, and our nervous system hasn't let it go then it's still in our body and it's still showing up um, through day to day life mm. that's, that's pretty much the best fucking explanation of what that experience was hey? <laughs> like first just direct experience to how you've explained it that's exactly how it was man yeah. it was you needed bravery mm. you needed courage because fuck we I like revealed things one of the days we did the shadow work was like letting go of some shit that I thought I'd take to the grave with me. Mm. That was scary. But it's amazing how you do that with, with in our case, was 14 other men or 14 men. And you all instantly walk this path together. Mm. And so you're not boys like wanting to bat- beat each other up anymore. You're men trying to support each other, mm. brothers trying to support each other. And that was the most fucking profound experience of my life, man. Yeah. Honestly, up there is was that retreat so I highly recommend everyone gets hold of this next retreat in August I think you said yeah yeah, yeah. we'll keep follow you on Instagram we'll put all that up in the notes but 100% got to get to this this guy's retreat yeah and <clears throat> one of the things on this retreat was that you went through discourses and so today's topic was I was going to pick one of the discourses because I think it's probably it, it, it is it's riddled throughout society this this epidemic this issue is riddled throughout society and so mm. people trying to break through or trying to understand it this topic will actually um get a lot of information from this because we learned it in this discourse so you drop the information and if those who don't know what a discourse is it's just pretty much like a spreading of information mm. like a seminar or like a workshop or yeah, type teachings thing, teachings mm. and so this one that Timmy went through was uh, the ego and everyone says oh this guy's got an ego and you sort of look at it like as if it's arrogance or this bloke is um, full of himself or looks in the mirror a lot and Mm. like that's I think how we conceptualize ego but it's actually much much more than that after Mm. listening to what you went how you went through it so I thought fuck it let's talk about that yeah that's a problem and then how that ties into external validation Mm. because I'll put my hand up right now I'm I'm big I need I require approval I mm. require validation for a lot a lot, a lot of things in my life mm. and until we have self-awareness to see that it can really just stay predominant in our lives and so then we're needy mm. and we're that's when the neediness comes from right so I guess my first question for you brother is how do you define the ego I find the ego as purely as a identification of the self and it's the it's the the I of the being. It's like I am like you're identifying yourself with with something. And you know we we require the ego to help us to do things in life. But mm. most of the time that um, our ego has become wounded, and the ego is its primary focus is to keep us safe and to you know defend us and to keep us out of. Mm 
in a kind of harm's way. And so we've learned different tactics or egos learn different tactics to, to keep us, um, to keep us safer and um, to keep us what feels comfortable and generally what's comfortable and what, what feels um, like is there isn't always, you know, what's serving us mm. in, in the best, in the best way possible. So it's learning how to identify um, traits of our wounded ego and how we can transcend that or to um, help that mature into more of a ego that is serving us, um, which is more based around like self-awareness, self-acceptance and um, a deeper state of introspection where you can really have that internalized look to see what's real for you in your life rather than having these voices telling you otherwise to keep you safe and to, you know, keep you out of harm's way, whatever your story or your narrative is of what is good is harmful. Right. Yeah. It's like a protection mechanism. Protection, man, 100%. Mm. So the ego is trying to protect you, it's trying to keep you safe, yeah. it's trying to... And we can teach our ego, we can rewrite the narrative, rewrite the story of what is actually safe for us. Yeah. yeah. So some of the... So some of the main ones that we go through with the ego of being wounded is is anytime you try to defend yourself, you're trying to defend your actions, mm. um, you're trying to justify like why you done something, mm. you're blaming and projecting, you're taking away the um, the onus from yourself and putting it onto somebody else, and the main primary part of that is your ego doesn't ever want to believe that it could be wrong. Mm. So by you always being right, you're keeping yourself safe, always and so. Right. Yes, you're always trying to project, putting the blame onto somebody else. Mm. Um, Which is huge, man. Huge, especially in the workplace. It's like yeah. you always cover your ass and be like, no, 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 I didn't do that. Such and such did that. It's like mm. the blame or like put some, push someone else under the bus. Yeah. So I guess that's sort of been its role in the world, right? It's just like a self-protection mechanism. Yeah. So it's, is it in that sense, do you think it is bad? Or the way no, we're I using think, it now is bad? No, I think um, a big, you know, it's, it's our conscious mind that's saying if something is good or bad. Yeah. Like that's part of the human condition, the human experience that we've been incarnated into this life to, to remember. But the ego, um, we can thank it for what it's done for us because it served its purpose. Its purpose was to protect us and keep us safe and it was doing that the best way that it knew how. So we thank our ego, we give thanks and we appreciate it, we give gratitude for our ego for um, what it's done for us up until this point. And then when we can start to identify times and we are blaming others or, or when we don't want to take responsibility for what we've done or we're trying to you know, justify or even explain while we've done something in life. You know, like this happens when we start to talk about our pain and our trauma that's happened we will tell somebody what's happened and then we'll explain why it happened. Mm. But like, can we just explain it for what it is rather than trying to, you know, fix, mm. like, you know, explain why it happened or explain why we done something like, I done this to somebody else and this is why I done it. Rather than being like, I done this to somebody else and it was out of alignment and I'm taking responsibility for it. It doesn't matter why I done it, I've done it and how can I move forwards from that? So if we can start to penetrate through this ego, start to break through the barriers and the armors and start to remove the mask as well, we can see what's actually underneath the area and allow that to rise up into the surface. And then we're loving and embracing all that that is. And then we can come into a more, uh, more open space of self-acceptance and self-love and self-worth yeah. and loving all that is. And this is all part of us. If we start to say like, man, fuck the ego, we need to kill the ego, we need to push it to the side and become these enlightened beings. That's not what our path here is, is to be, is to become a whole, holistic, unified being. And we need to love our ego for that. But the path is to how can we transform these wounded parts of ourselves? How can we dig deeper underneath that and integrate that, allow that to release, heal it, integrate mm. into ourself, and then bring more self-awareness into our life? And how can we feel more safe in what we're doing in life and start to, you know, not allow the ego to make m the majority of the calls. Yeah. And if we can start to train our ego to um, view life differently, to view that it's okay to be wrong and um, a part of maturity, it, 
acknowledging and accepting when you are wrong and being like, I was actually wrong. I was at fault and I'm going to do what I need to do to make things right. And that's where the guilt and the shame comes in as well. You know, shame is saying I am a bad person. Guilt is saying the actions I have done is bad or out of alignment. And so when we can come into that, we can really take ownership and we can find like remorse. We can find forgiveness for things that we've done, for things that have happened to us. And it's not always our fault for for something really bad or traumatic that's happened to us, but it's our responsibility to find a way to move through it, to find the medicine and the gold within every single damaging thing or what we've perceived as damaging thing. If we can find that gold within that and then, you know, alchemize it, mm-hmm. find the power within our own pain. Yeah. How can we transform that? And a lot of my work has come through was born through pain, yeah. was born through through suffering. And I remember this part where I was going through this really deep, powerful shamanic awakening. And I just had to keep surrendering into the process, kept surrendering and, and my mum, amazing, beautiful woman, and she's an incredible healer. And she was guiding me, mentoring me through this process. And she just kept saying, you have to surrender, have to surrender. And, and um, I remember this one time I surrendered and I said to spirit, I said to the universe, if you teach me how to get through what I'm going through, then I'll share my message with the world. And then after that, everything started to alchemize. And so a lot of the work that you see me doing now is born out of my own pain, my own suffering. Mm -hmm. Like I was severely depressed, man. Like I was suicidal. I didn't want to be here anymore. I didn't feel like I wanted to continue with this much pain in my life. But how can we transform that? How can we like find that strength, that bravery, that courage to to be born again, to be rebirthed and to find the gold? What is it? What was that pain teaching me? What was that suffering teaching me? What was it that I was resisting? If I let go of that resistance and surrender into it, like that act of surrendering of opening yourself up to a higher purpose or, a, yeah. or something greater than yourself, if we can surrender into that and see what was it that I'm that I'm needing to receive from this mm-hmm. and allow that to seed and be born and turn that pain, turn that suffering into power. Yeah. Yeah. Amen, man. That's an interesting one too, because like you keep talking about uh, you keep talking about taking like responsibility mm. taking ownership of what the sh- what the fuck's happened to you whether that's what's happened to you or what's happened or what you've done like taking responsibility saying this is something that's just inevitable it just did it's just the way it was let's work with it now stop mm. blaming it or stop saying that this happened to me and now start looking at it as it's happening for me right mm. and I think that what you're talking about is like in with surrender and trust where you have to let it all go. I'm talking about letting the mask go, letting the veil go, all this energy mm. that you use to hold it up and let go of control and that's where you flow. Mm. And that sounds like what you experience. But like control is the ego, right? Like yeah. We're trying to control everything. 100%. Yeah, the ego is trying to control, trying to control situations, mm. trying to control the outcome. Like if I know the outcome, then I can save myself from being hurt too much. So when you get into a new relationship, you might find that you're trying to control the relationship, control what the other person is doing because in that control, you feel safe. You know the outcome, what's going to happen based on past experiences. But are we able to allow ourselves to let go of that control and we enter into a realm of containment and just allow the container of the relationship to be formed rather than a controlling relationship allow the, the, the containment of the energy of the relationship to, to form and be open, allow the heart to be open and know that yes, you may experience pain from having an open heart, but you will also experience deep um, pleasure and deep bliss and deep love too by doing that. And it's knowing that you can't have one without the other mm-hmm. and it's welcoming both into our life and it's not becoming addicted to pleasure and not resisting pain and allowing yourself to experience both. Because, yeah, there's things that the depth of your darkness can only teach you. Mm. And there's things that being on the top of the mountain can only teach you. Mm. And are you willing to go to both ends of the spectrum? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it, hey, is finding purpose in pain. Because we've all got it. It's inevitable. It's a big part of life, right? We're not immune to it. Mm. We're just immune and how we, we become immune with how we deal with it. Mm. Um, that's an interesting point because like you talk about there's two tra- there's two sides like there's a healthy traits and then there's wounded traits mm. 
Did you just want to talk about some of the two the t- different traits of the of the ego? The ego, oh, the yeah. Ego. So some of the wounded is um, like blame, projection, mm. defending, justifying, controlling, explaining. Yeah. Anytime like falling into these realms of of like you know projecting your own shit onto somebody else yeah. or blaming somebody else or justifying your actions or your words. You might have just said something to somebody and then like regretted what you've said and then you go you speak to your mate and you're trying to, you tell them about, oh man, I've just had this fucking conversation with like Sally and I've said these things, but you know, this is why I said it. And you're trying to justify yourself because you know you've done something wrong, but you're just trying to justify why you've done it to somebody else and then experiencing external validation from somebody else saying, yeah, you're in the right, you're in the right. But you actually know in, internally, your internal compass is gone, man, you are out of alignment, mm. which is why you were seeking that external validation, which is, you know, again, the, the ego seeking these, these other parts to make the self feel right. Mm. And then when we come from like the wounded into the more of like the integrated ego, we, you know, we come into more self-awareness, mm. right? So if the, the ego is the identification of the self, like the I am, like you know who the, you become the witnesser and then the witnesser of the witnesser, you come into more self-awareness and um, within that self-awareness will form the self-love and the self-worth and knowing that, you know, if you, your ego comes into more self-worth and, you know, you are worthy, yeah. then you will no longer start to seek as much external validation mm-hmm. from somebody else to increase that worth. And if you increase the self-love and you truly love yourself, like to the depths that you you need to love yourself, yeah. not just, yeah, I love myself. I'm going to say a couple of affirmations say, yeah. and yeah, I love myself, but truly like love yourself. And this is a big one that's because- a, That's a big process though, right? It's a big, yeah, it is. Because, you know, we can like love things about ourselves that we do really good, but can you love the fucking shit parts of yourself? Can you love when, you know, your monster came out or your beast came out and you were deep in the shadow and you were projecting and you were fighting arguments, you were fighting, you were, you were just being like toxic and, and vomiting your own shit onto somebody else. Can you still love that part of yourself and know that you were being human? Mm. Can you love that part of yourself? And if you can really, really, truly love these parts of yourself, you will no longer start to seek external validation to be like, oh yeah, I need to be told that I'm a good boy, yeah. you know? Or I'm a good person. I don't need to seek somebody else telling me that. You're gonna have that already within. Mm. And then like you witness when we're at the retreat, when we've done the honoring process, from the start, everybody's really owning their shit and they're really starting to embody everything that we've been going through in that retreat. And you're not seeking anyone else for external validation. Nobody knew what we were about to go into, but then having people start to say these amazing things and really honoring different parts of yourself, you receive it from such a different level because you weren't doing the whole week thinking, fuck yeah, if I do this, all these people are gonna say these really nice things. You've done the whole week just because you, you knew that was what was best for you. Yeah. And then you get the praise, you get the, the approval and you get the validation, but it's not coming from a, a need, a need like a yeah. deep, like um, unconscious, shadowy need of like, yeah, fill me up, tell me how good I am. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting, man. That's a good point. Like, cause I didn't expect that coming, but that was probably like the, one of the biggest highlights mm. of the whole day is that when we build the thrones and everyone talks about like how good they are. Cause I think we need to do that more often. Mm. Like we, I look at this in funerals, right? Like I, I remember my uncle passed away a couple of years ago now, maybe a year and a half ago. And we went to his, I went to his funeral and I'm just like appalled at how many people were saying so many nice things about him, but yet would probably never say that to him in, in mm. his life. They're talking about old stories of when they're on the piss and all that. And I'm like, there's so many other beautiful things about that man that instead of alcohol or instead of his party life, that was actually prevalent. Yeah. But we wait to the funeral and we talk about the, just the experience that we had, not the type of character he was. Yeah. And so I think what that work that we did at the end of the retreat, the honoring process of like telling someone how good they are, actually truly like their qualities. Yeah. Because you've spent time with them. I mm. think we need to do that on a daily basis. Yeah. And this comes in the shadow aspect too, man. So like, especially in Australia, we have the tall poppy syndrome. Mm. So there's part of Australians that love the underdog story. They love mm. to see the person that's got nothing 
to rise up and break through that suppression and break through their own like shit and challenges and break through that and immerse. But we also have the tall poppy syndrome where we don't want somebody else to get bigger or better than what we are. And so we have this belief that if we say too much to somebody, like pump them up, then we believe that they're gonna become egoic or they're just gonna get a, like, you know, a big head, right? So then we stop ourselves from saying these things because um, like we spoke about, like one of the things that we neglect the most is our light in our life. And if we see somebody start to get bigger than us, that could really trigger our own shit. Yeah. And so, same again, the ego is trying to control everything. Well, this is what we talked about with, um, you, you mentioned this as well, when you were like on your journey, because how long have you been on for now? Like this, this inner uh, work? Man, Six years, is it? Um, probably about eight years. Eight years. Yeah. And so I, mean, I had a good laugh at this because I could relate. Um, and I've actually got a funny story we'll talk about here about me and you. Um, and so you, when you were saying you were on this journey, you're doing ret- workshops and you're doing retreats, you got to the point where you were like getting, you were like, going, who the fuck's this guy running the retreat? Like, yeah. who's this running the retreat? Like, who's this running this workshop? Like, <laughs> fuck him. Like, and then you had a realization. You, you want to talk a little bit about that? Like what that realization was? Yeah, yeah. So you know, part of the, um, so just pre-frame like shadows, yeah. shadow work. Shadow work's basically making the unconscious conscious. Yeah. So everything we've suppressed, denied, rejected, disowned um, about ourselves, we, mm. we suppress that. And then we project that out onto somebody else because we don't wanna ever know that that could be us. Mm. But part of suppressing what we've suppressed is you know suppressing our like be our anger our rage it could be our sexuality it could be our purpose and our light and so we can you know project this out onto somebody else so yeah i used to you know i would get triggered it's a good way to know understand your own shadows is check your judgments which is also another part of the ego is check your judgments what you're judging others about and check your triggers like what is triggering you from somebody else could be the words that they say, it could be their actions or behaviors, it could be the work that they're doing. If you're having a visceral response to that, or not even a response, a visceral reaction to that, mm. um, then there's some shadow work for you that you need to integrate yeah. and accept within yourself. Yeah, cool. So part of mine was that I was being triggered by people that were doing, like running workshops, running retreats, or, and I was just like, Sometimes I would see people and I'd be like, fuck, like, who's this, like, who's this person thinking they are doing that, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I realized what I was um, being triggered about was that I was, I was craving, I was wanting what this person was doing. And then I realized that about myself that I was a part of my purpose, part of my, my light was to be leading in these spaces. Mm. And when I had that realization, I was like, fuck. Mm. that's what that is and I embraced it and it just went just blew up because that was like you were wanting it was like a competitive aspect to you because you felt that that was your calling or that was your path and you were like he's taking this from me or like he's threatening my purpose or my path even though subconsciously you didn't know that that's what you wanted to do yeah. until later but that's how it showed up just because it's like I want to be doing that so it's yeah. a good idea for people to like pay attention to that who's listening now to go if you get jealous or envious of someone, mm. that is a good sign that that's probably a path for you. Yeah. And would you agree? Yeah. If if someone if you get jealous or envious of someone, then yeah. there's there's something about that person or whatever you're being jealous of that you're wanting about yourself. And yeah. it could be like, you know, you could be jealous of of um of someone's own sexuality, yeah. and you might have just cut your own sexual energy from your body thinking that it's dirty or shameful mm. or whatever you, you, you've been conditioned from society. Mm. And you could be jealous from somebody's work or it could be jealous of somebody's like money. It could be jealous of somebody's relationship. Mm. And it's just like really look inwards of what part of you is, is being triggered because it's a hard pill to swallow when you start to get faced with things you don't want to accept about yourself. And everyone in life is a mirror reflecting back to us who we are and you'll notice that when you start to do shadow work and you start to integrate these parts of yourself that first triggered you once they're fully integrated it no longer triggers you in somebody else Mm. no longer triggers it just goes 
Yeah. It just goes. And you might find it might be triggered again here and there. And then relook at it. Mm. Have you, you know, suppressed that part of yourself again? Have you fully owned that? Or did you just own just one layer of that? Mm. And there might be like a deeper, more somatic part that we need to address through that yeah. and allow that to be born into life. Because yeah. we are all innately able to, you know, create an incredible life for ourselves. But we get stuck in thinking that it's one way or we get stuck based on the conditioning and narrative that we were taught from a very, very young age from like our parents, from teachers, could be from siblings or other family members of like how life needs to be. Yeah. And this can come into like money stories, it can come into business stories, relational stories. Yeah. You know, like if, if you're if you were in a in a broken home and um, like your parents cheated on each other, then you know that's your narrative when you start to get into relationships, and you're either gonna be like, oh, this is how relationships have been done, and it's all happening unconsciously. Unconsciously, you might attract someone into your life that just cheats on you. You might be the one that's perpetrating and cheating on your partner. Um, it's just like this um, spiral that just starts to happen until we, you know, shift from that wounded ego into this more self-awareness, and we can start to penetrate in and be like, this is no longer your narrative. This is no longer your story. Let's rewrite that. Let's break that pattern. Let's release that from the body. Let's activate what's in there and allow this deep sense of remembering to, to come into the being so that you can step deeper onto your path. Mm. And sometimes, you know, we can go into these retreats, go bang deep into shadow work and like, fuck you, yeah, I'm good. Now I'm gonna go do this. But we actually need to revisit is over and over and over again. It's not just like a, a magic pill you kind of do once. You yeah. you go in, you find your gold, you come out. You go in, you find your medicine, you come out. And it's just revisiting over and over and over time again so that, um, that you're able to hold yourself yeah. in these experiences. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, once you keep doing this work, like you said, it just something just keeps shifting and it gets lighter and it gets lighter and yeah. like you don't need that validation anymore. Or you don't need to do, you know, you, don't, you stop acting the way you were, you stop getting triggered the way you were. Mm. And it's like, that's the whole process of this is just like what we call it at the retreat. They'll be called like returning home. Mm. It's just guiding you back to your true self. And mm. that's like a big part of this podcast is just true self-expression mm. because the way we've grown up and that's just the way it is, is that it, you have um, criteria to tick mm. off of to becoming a, a successful person, a good person, or a wealthy person, or to fitting in. You have this tick box, mm. you know, and then we get bullied, or we get brokenhearted, uh, we get have a broken home, and all these things. Just like you, you can't honestly believe that you're all good. Mm. <laughs> if, like if you've had any of these experiences, you can't honestly believe that you're all good. You've got shit. That's mm. why it's important to come and do the retreat, like with you. Important to do the healing work important to keep going down the self-development path whatever it is just mm. become a better person that's mm. all you want to do is like do i react do i need validation am i envious am i jealous mm. do i get triggered do i get angry all these things are just they're just the guide mm. pull you back to who you truly are that's that's what i love about this work <laughs> man i fucking just can keep going on about it but i got a funny story to finish off of like how you were projecting onto the other people and like, who's this bloke? Who do they think they are? Yeah. I remember we were talking about this on the retreat. You, we did the same crystal healing course, <clears throat> Holistic Harmony in person. I was on there. Uh, I was in there. I was on the last day. One of my friends, Neve, she was like, oh, you, have you heard of Tim Morrison? This is like, <laughs> I'm like, no, I haven't, eh? Like, who's, who's he? <laughs> and, and, um, and so she showed me the... Uh, your Instagram it's like you should really follow him it's like oh is he is he hippy dippy <laughs> <laughs> I said is he hippy dippy and, and she's and she's like oh like not really a little bit maybe I don't know and then I'm just like I'm like nah I can't do hippy dippy yeah. <laughs> and so and funny it's here we are sitting yeah, here like right here now and I did your retreat and it was just like, oh, yeah. I, I couldn't recommend it high, like, high, more highly but like it was funny if that was my projection of you and mm. then when I started seeing your work I was like fuck that's awesome and mm. I'm like well it's deep though 
And I'm like, but that's awesome. But I wasn't ready for it. But yeah, here yeah. I am going, man, you're singing to my soul. Yeah. I'm like, what you're saying is I hear you. Yeah. But I was never wanting to hear that at some point. Yeah. But it was like a chip away, chip away at mm. this shit and processing what it was. Yeah. And yeah, realizing what you're doing is exactly what I wanted to be doing. Yeah. And we all have, um, we all hear it when we're ready to. And, you know, like, um, sometimes you get, like messages of like how can I get my man to your your work or your mm. retreats or your so workshops women, women trying to get their man to yeah um, yeah and um, you know I just always say it's like you need to love your man where he's at and mm. you know if you're trying to fix him like think about the times that he tries to fix you how does it make you feel mm. like you contract right you don't want yeah. that it's the same for a guy so sometimes it's like you know basic steps it's you know planting the seed of being like, hey, check this out. And you might think he's like, oh, no, that's hippy-dippy, yeah. like yeah. what happened to you? Yeah. And then if you, you know, something within that has sparked something within him and it could be a matter of hearing the same thing from multiple people said in all different ways. And it could be like just one person that it just resonates with them. Mm. And it's, you know, we're all that different parts of our journey and, um, you know, there was definitely times on my journey, like, I remember, like, um, with my mum, like, was especially when we were younger, she used to do, like, a lot of, like, healing stuff for me and my brother, and I used to always be like, Mom, fuck off with your hippie shit. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't want this. <laughs> just get away with it. And, like, now I'm just like, oh, like, me and my mum will come into some of our ceremonies, and she'll, like, help, help yeah. run it and, and, and sing and, and do all her um, shamanic stuff she does. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're just all at, you know, different, different parts of our, of our path. And it's, yeah. um, yeah, it's funny. I eh? like sometimes, you know, people will project that they might, might see it and then they will like come into the space and they're just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Or they'll like right. hear like where I've come from, my own journey and, and they go, oh, he's not, he hasn't just been like this his whole life. He's gone through some fucking, yeah. some shit. Yeah. And, um, and you know that's the funny thing though man is like realizing where you've um yeah my leg is going dead too uh, <laughs> the funny thing is was hearing your story was it was crazy because i didn't realize that you were very much like you couldn't have been further away from this path okay mm. and yeah. it was like through your own pain that you slowly chipped away and like started going deeper in and like started listening to the signs and then you found this path yeah like do you want to explain sort of the two different versions of yourself sitting here now oh man like 10 years ago because <laughs> like we were talking about like dropping dingers and yeah at, you know you, you say that quite a bit I yeah think we have a similar experience in that. yeah so well you know like before i kind of got into this path like i was fighting at like a high level in mm. in muay thai and um you know i was working in mines and outside i was like in the fitness industry doing like strength and conditioning um and you know partying a lot um like in my teenage years and early like early 20s you know i was getting into a lot of fights or street fights getting into like gang stuff getting into like drugs and um but all through that like my mum was she would always kind of like put these little kind of things in there or she would like say these little like these drop these little things in and that was like when I was like man mum just like back mm. off because it was there was something in there that was like ringing true for me and even when um, I was fighting and I would get an injury she would leave a book in the toilet with like a little um, a little like note um, clippy thing yeah. and saying like read this and I'd read it and it would be like a direct correlation Whoa. from like an emotional, it's like emotional or spiritual that I was going through that was related, directly related to my physical injury. Mm. And she's like always kind of, you know, pointing these things in. But um, it wasn't until, um, so I woke up one day in Thailand, um, it was on my last day of training and I woke up and I was in excruciating pain the whole left side of my body started shaking. Um, and long story short, when I got home, realized or found out that I had three discs that had popped out on my neck and one had hit my spinal cord and then also jammed um, my nerve, my C7 nerve. So I lost all the feeling down my left arm into my left two, two front fingers. Mm. Um, 
and ended up having to get surgery. I waited for about five, five and a half weeks before I got it because I didn't want to get surgery, but um, I, um, yeah, I was, I was starting to get into a lot of fear thinking that I wasn't going to be able to feel my hand again and, and all that. And so I ended up getting surgery and then from the surgery that uh, healed my arm, healed the nerve pain, but then it gave me like chronic nerve pain down my back. And, um, and I was like adamant that I was gonna get back into the ring, you know, started training again and was trying to like, you know, go straight back in and um, it just wasn't gonna happen and ended up like, I had a massive loss of identity from mm. Cause you were, what, they, what they used to call you? MC, MC. which which stood for um, Mad um, C U N T. C U N T. I'm not gonna say <laughs> yeah, that on here, man. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so um, Mad C U N T for those West Australians that out there. So um, yeah, we um, had this massive loss of identity from that, and I didn't know who I was, mm. and I identified myself as this fighter, and you know, like I was had this these beliefs about what it meant to be a man was to be able to beat somebody up in a fight and mm. all these kind of like unhealthy things. But that was like kind of like who I was, was before. And, um, you know, I was like, you know, I'd, I wouldn't always, I was, I was always kind to people, but there was times where, you know, I would snap and I would like, you know, I would be, if I was in unhealthy states or uncon- un- acting unconsciously, you know, I would, you know, perpetrate or I wouldn't, I would be, um, you know, aggressive mm. or, um, not, you were in not, gangs and stuff too, weren't you? you were sort of yeah, when I, was, when I was younger, like in my early teens, and then got, um, yeah, we um, got into a lot of trouble with the police, and then it started to, you know, had back then I saw like two paths. I could either like go down the path of trying to be like a wannabe gangster, mm-hmm. or I could, you know, go down this path of competing and fighting in the ring and, you know, training to be that rather than, you know, run around like a little hood and on the streets, on the streets and, and all that. So, um, so yeah, I had that, that massive shift and, um, and a lot of that was born man, you know, like I was bullied hard when I was in primary school. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I remember being suicidal when I was in um, primary wow. school. Like I remember like wanting to stab myself and wanting to end my life because I didn't, I didn't want to deal, I couldn't deal with so much. I didn't understand why. I was like so open and so sensitive. I would feel fucking everything, man. And, mm. and then like looking at the human design now, realizing like why I, I, I feel so much is makes sense. But like back then I would feel everything. And you know, like I would, um, I would, yeah, I was like, I would get depressed. And I'd be, you know, not wanting to, to be here anymore. Yeah. And um, like when I was younger, I was, you know, sexually abused by another boy. And then like when I was older by, by a woman and, had like all these different kind of things that were happening and just um, experienced a lot of death when I was young and I was unable to process it and and just um, so that being like beat up and that formulated for, just one person for, formulated and you know like when I got into high school like I didn't want to I wanted to I didn't I wanted people to be scared of me mm, because sure. I didn't want to be I was living in fear I didn't want people to be um, I didn't want to be bullied mm. so I was in fear so I, I thought if people feared me I, I believe that fear equaled respect. So then if people feared me, then they would respect me. Yeah. And so I wanted people to be scared of me. And I wanted yeah. people to think that I was like this crazy ass fighter, yeah. that I was wild. So I p- started to put on this thing, this like this mask of this like crazy dude um, so that, you know, that never happened. But by having that so ingrained in me, that's also who I became and then um, but then at the same time, I'd still had this really soft, soft side that I just never wanted to show anyone from fear of like being hurt yeah. and being like bashed or, or anything. And, um, and then, yeah, getting into the, into the ring was just, there was something, there was a deep part of me that just loved fighting, yeah. that just loved that that competitive nature. I loved being so strong, so fit. Yeah. I loved knowing my body so intimately and knowing how f- how much I needed to move to, to, to dodge, to range, to know like the full range of my, my power and strength and what I was capable of. I loved going into a ring with somebody else that had trained their ass off to beat me 
Like I loved being in that space. I loved the adrenaline that was in it. I loved the camaraderie that we had in our gym. And at the gym I was at was Riddler's Gym and they still have a strong sale of fighters, man. And, and, and the crew that we had back then was just phenomenal, man. We had champions from state title all the way up to world champion. And um, I just loved being in that. And I like learned so much from my coach Daz in that, from like how to control aggression. Mm. And just I like, learned so much in that. And then, um, you know, that I, I believe that that was my, that was my path. I believed I was gonna be this world famous fighter. I was gonna have my own gym. I was gonna have my own stable of fighters. Whoa, and I felt crazy. like that was like, you know, where I was going. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was just this bang, full cut. And, um, that's when you got injured and you got like, injured yeah so we like a month before i got injured we flew to russia for the world championship games and man i remember like going my mum dropping me off to the airport and she, there was like strong energies at the time um astrology or whatever and then she was like oh this is like really potent energy you need to set an intention because what you'll be able to manifest this into wow, cool. into life i remember being at the airport with her and she kind of like made this little container and, and I just asked, I was like, um, please put me on my right path. Because I believe Whoa. my right path was to be this world champion fighter, right? You're kidding. Yeah. And then- You weren't specific, you just said- I said, put me on my right path. Wow. And then from the moment we got, got to Russia, things just started to unwind and have the best experience over there. Got to Thailand. Like there was like, you know, numerous things that happened at Thailand where, you know, I pr probably sh shouldn't have stayed for as long as I did. I was getting a lot of sickness and stuff. and. Mm. Um, and the pressure shouldn't have kept going, but I just like, I always just had this like bulldog mentality, man. Yeah. I just keep breaking through, keep pushing through. And then it was just like that moment, man. And it was just, it was game over. It was like, that's not, not who, yeah. who you're meant to be. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, eh? Like I, I would see other like, um, like world-class fighters and that some of them were using their voice for good. And I remember thinking like, oh, I could use this yeah. to be able to spread my message. Yeah. So I was like trying to use it as an avenue for that. Yeah, I feel you. And um, so then when that kind of cut, I was just like, fuck, like my life is over. Like this, you know, and I was like so sorry. I would always want to try. I remember like wanting to drive my car into oncoming traffic and like Sammy was like with me every single step of the way. And like, Beautiful. Um, yeah, I remember like in the car, just like not wanting to hurt her. So she like, she really just like saved my life. But like I met her maybe four or five months, maybe six months after my, my surgery. And she's, she was like an angel that was, that was sent to me. And she like, she was the first person that, you know, I spoke to, to about being sexually abused, mm. about being depressed, about wanting to kill myself. Huge, and man, letting that out. Oh, fuck man. Like, and, um, yeah, letting the valve off, you know, yeah. and knowing the power on that. And, you know, this is stuff that gets born into like the work that we do, man, is giving space to, you know, say things that you think you're gonna take to your fucking grave. Yeah, yeah. And you just like say it, and it, you just know that you're held in support. And Sammy like loved me when I couldn't love myself. Mm. And she just, <laughs> just broke down my barriers, hey? And, and that one, was the start of the next path. Yeah, and one of the most powerful things she does was she like, you know, I became abusive, like verbally abusive. I was so, so angry. So like, I was like breaking things and I was just like, and she got to the point, she's like, I can't do this anymore. Like you need to do something. And you know, I, um, that's when I went to the jungle. But a part of that man was, even though I was like the way I was, she still saw me as this person that wasn't that, like this evolved. She always held this like high vibration for me. Mm. And she never forced me to do any work, but she knew what I was capable of. And by her holding that, like what I know now energetically, she was like energetically holding that, allowed, gave, created the space for me to, to expand into that, to evolve into that. And then yeah, went to the jungle, and got blown yeah, the fuck open, and then just like, there's a whole nother like. Yeah. That's a whole podcast in itself, I think. It is a whole podcast <laughs> in itself, man, no. Yeah. But um, I yeah. Sp spoke over that for dinner about an hour. Yeah. But not only that, you can also, I know I'm sure you do thank Sammy in a lot of ways, but you can also thank her for getting your breakfast ready for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just got headphones on now, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a powerful story, man. I'm really glad to, to be able to share this message 
with um, the people listening now, but it's only just a scratch. Like, yeah. I honestly, we could go for four hours because there's so many things and I just want to go down different paths. Yeah. But this would be one of many. But, like, so for the, just to recap, we're talking about, like, how control is a very fear-based state and how our ego, the wounded traits of the ego, mm. is wanting to control everything, is wanting to judge, wanting to project, wanting to blame, wanting to deny. It's, like, very much, like, you're saving yourself. It's like you've got the, la- the last days of your life and you're trying to save everything. 100%, right? Clean yeah. Up something and, and, the, and then you're moving into that healthy aspect of the ego, which is what we, we want. We don't want to mm. deny the ego. We want to in- integrate it. Yeah. We want to just drop the veil, right? So like, yeah. this is just recapping what you've said. Just drop the veil and just allow it to be. Mm. Surrender to it. Let it be seen. It doesn't matter. Just be, just we're coming back to our true selves to love. But what is that one tip or one example that's really important for people listening to this to try and integrate that ego in a more healthy way or try to shift from the wounded to the healthy traits? What would you say is so important for them to be doing that? Man, the first first step is awareness. Yeah. And without awareness, we got nothing. Mm-hmm. So the first is, you know, you could journal this, right? You could write down like one awareness be aware of like when you're trying to justify yourself, when you are, you know, trying to project onto somebody else, when you are denying, mm. like have awareness around that. And awareness is, is key for that, for that first part. Mm. And so, um, after, so after the awareness, um, we go into acknowledging and accepting that is part of who we are so we need to if we can't accept it then we're still going to deny it yeah. we can have awareness of something we can be like oh yes i see that or i'm yeah. aware that that's there but i'm yeah. still not going to own own that as as part of myself okay so after the the acceptance then we need to bring in action how can we you know create action to mm. start to shift that and that looks like um when that next instance comes up catching yourself and acting a different way mm. or if you find yourself trying to explain why you do something or trying yeah. to blame somebody else if you if you catch yourself in that moment stop take a deep deep breath center yourself and ask yourself and will tell yourself i am safe and what am i trying to prove yeah mm. yeah and that's so taking that action Taking that action, um, I think, is is important only is so important and so crucial, but only if you have the awareness of it. Mm. Only if you have the awareness of it, and I think that's what's very important for people. Yeah. is just to start developing self awareness. Yeah, awareness without action is useless, yeah. and action without awareness is also useless. Yeah. Otherwise, you just do 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 without even knowing what why you're doing it. Yeah. So having that conscious awareness, awareness is always of always the number one of up. the anger, of the jealousy, of the envy, of the judgment. All of those things is just have awareness. Have awareness. Cool. Have awareness. Breathe and love and accept that mm-hmm. part of yourself mm-hmm. because it's served its purpose yeah. up until now. Amen. Yeah, Amen. it served it. It's kept you safe. Yeah, don't 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 judge it. Yeah, don't judge it. Just there. thank it. Be like, yeah, you know, you I'll, wouldn't be where you were now, where you are now, without having that experience. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And yeah. this is part of the path. Is like we're mastering the human experience. Yeah. And to be a master, you have to go through the ups and downs, ebbs and flows. You need to go to every end of the spectrum, and to 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 be there and just love that part of yourself. Love love the ego. It's yeah. It's keeping you safe, and it has. And thank it for doing so because it's doing what it's meant to do. That's all it's doing. It's doing what it's meant to do until we give it a new narrative. Mm, a new narrative. So we're right. giving a new narrative, a new story. We're like, this is how we're going to keep ourselves safe. That's powerful. Man. Yeah, I don't need to prove myself to everyone. I don't need to feel like everyone's attacking me. Like I am okay. Yeah. I am safe. I am loved, I'm heard, I'm felt, I'm seen. And see yourself, you know, mirror work, standing in front of a mirror, eye gazing with yourself, breathing to your belly, yeah. telling yourself you're safe, telling yourself you're loved, you're heard, you're seen. Mm. Feel yourself. If you can't feel you, nobody's going to feel you. Yeah. Yeah? That's amazing, man. If you can feel yourself, people can trust you, you will trust yourself. If you can't feel you, no one can feel you. Yeah. yeah you I have like to that. feel yourself. 
if you want like deeper relationships, deeper, deeper connections, deeper anything in life, like you need to connect more to yourself. Mm. If you want to expand business, you need to be more connected to yourself. Yeah. yeah. This is the new way. The new way. We're entering this new paradigm, this new energy shift everything expanding the the old paradigms the old stories are falling away and people are like clawing onto that and resisting that they're like scared of this this shift and change and like there is the, there's so much suffering in resistance if you just let the resistance go and open up you will see like how expansive life is on the other side of that yeah. resistance and like the the harder you you hold you, you like claw in and hold on to like this old paradigm this old shifting mm -hmm. of old stories the more like shit you're going to carry in your body the more like resentment the the like yeah, tighter your body you're going to feel just like let that go and and you know feel safe in this new way this this is how the world is shifting the collective is shifting and you can either be a part of the change or you can be like fucking left behind. You, well not left behind not but left like behind. holding this big ass ball yeah. being like no no we still need to bring this with us but yeah. it's like this big heavy ass like 100 kilo ball that you're just like trying to fucking drag with us yeah there's so much fucking wasted energy out there yeah but yeah it's a fear man I think this is a good e good episode for people to listening to just give them a glimpse of what that looks like in their life to just draw awareness on their those little those wounded traits mm. so thank you for sharing your wisdom bro it was amazing it's a pleasure to be here just sitting in front of you now and, and sh being able to just not only learn from you but also pass it on so I'm very privileged and very oh, honoured to have you here man thank you brother um, for those wanting to dive more deeper into your work uh, like I'm 100% going to recommend you to everyone that comes across my path every man but you also do cacao ceremonies <laughs> yeah ding dong um, you also do I think someone's at the door you also do cacao ceremonies um, and everything in Perth. So is there stuff coming up for you in the future? <laughs> yeah, so we, um, on <laughs> March... Sammy's just crawling beside <laughs> the couch. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Sammy. Um, so March 1st, we've got a new cacao journey, which is cacao and an hour-long breathwork. Yeah. Um, and it's all about connection, release, yeah. um, and journeying deeply with cacao through the breath. Um, our main one we run is soul flight ceremony, which is ceremonial cacao. Yeah. Um, it's like gentle breathing to open up the body so that you can receive the medicine on a much deeper level. Yeah. And then I journey everyone with these sacred sounds that I loop up and it's a deeply shamanic inward mm. journey, very nourishing, very rejuvenative. Mm -hmm. um, and a deep connection to your body, to the earth, to your spirit guides, and mm. to everyone that's there. That gets run monthly. Um, we're oh, so you're doing their monthly now. Yeah, so yeah, they will be monthly for like last. Monthly? Yeah, oh, wow. unless we've like been away to okay, the jungle cool. or been away. Yeah. Awesome. Um, but they're generally yeah monthly in in Perth. Um, we're going to be in March. Uh, so we're going to be in Melbourne, um, March seventh for Soul Flight. Then Gold Coast March eleventh. Will be in Gold Coast. Brisbane will be March thirteenth. Yeah. Sunshine Coast will be March fifteenth. Yeah, that's heavy. Yeah. Then come back home for another one in Perth. Um, if you're a that's man awesome. and you want to come for a deep two-day immersion, come to Uncaged, which is April fourth to the fifth in Perth. In Perth. Yeah. Last time we had guys flying over from Queensland and from Melbourne. Wicked. Um, and so, yeah. If you awesome. want to fly over it, fly over. It's deep. It's you know two long days. Like the Saturday's twelve hours, second day's ten hours, yeah. and it's a deep, deep dive. A lot of work gets done in that space. Um, also do one-on-one sessions, coaching, awesome. um, and yeah, and also work with women as well. So I do do like one-on-one sessions with women, um, and hold those deep transformational spaces for them too. Mm -hmm. So um, you can just email me or get contacted at my website which is www.tim-morrison.com yep. or on insta it's tim morrison two underscores, two underscores. um yeah it's probably the best place and facey as well which is just tim morrison awesome man. um and that's where you can find the work and i'll throw all that up in the, in the show yeah chuck it all up man and we'll get this out this will this will be out asap so yeah it'd be awesome to get people into your work yeah you me, so yeah Thank, Thank you, you so brother. much, man. I really appreciate it. And man, I want to honor you for um, 
stepping that fucking deep into this path, man, and, and really honoring yourself for, you know, taking that deep dive because it's no easy feat and, and the things that you went through, the things that you released and the things that you activate and remembered about yourself, man, is the rip, that ripple effect is gonna go mm. amazing. It's gonna be felt by so, so many people, man, and it's a true testament to yourself and you also speaking and walking your own path your own own truth and and doing what needs to be done to get to where you need to be and i deeply deeply respect that man and honor that in yourself so thank you for coming to the brave and thank you for trusting in me and in the process mm. and trusting the space and just fucking going there man mm. because you went all in on every single thing and there's not much more I can ask for somebody when they come into a space is that. So thank you thank for you doing man. that, brother. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's a pleasure. Thank you for those rocking up here today and listening to this episode. We're, uh, we're, we're gonna, I'm going to have to say this now. This is going to be one of many podcasts with Tim because I think there's going to be a few more <laughs> areas that we're going to have to explore. And for those of you listening and did get something out of this, it's really, really crucial now more than ever to just go within, find wholeness. Don't be so scared to reveal yourself. Don't be so hidden to the outside world. You, as you heard from Tim's experience, one identity can easily shift and we're moving into a new age, a new era, and this requires a lot of self-awareness. So if you did find something in here, please let me know. Um, you can rate, review this podcast, share it with someone else, this word, this, these words need to be shared with many loved ones. So thank you very much for listening and until next time, peace. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the end. I'm incredibly grateful to share these magical lessons and experiences with you here. Please, if you can do anything right now, adopt the takeaways that our guests give you in each episode and use it in your life and share it with your loved ones because that's what matters. And remember this, Socrates once said, the secret to change is to focus all of your energy, not on fighting the old, but on building the new. It's time to wake up, my friends.